As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Breaking news from The Athletic. What's up? Welcome in. Hogue and John's back with you. This week, unexpectedly, we have uh, what qualifies as an emergency podcast because, my goodness, Adam Johns, that was quite a news dump this morning at House Hall. <laughs> Even Matt Nagy looked uh, a bit disappointed or just down on his luck, I would say, this morning at House Hall as he delivered this news. Yeah, I uh, I kind of regretted after the press conference asking him if that calmness he keeps talking about was still there because it's... It's certainly got to be tested at this point. So um, if for some reason you've missed it at this point, but the uh, the big news we've been kind of waiting for, you knew it wasn't trending in the, in a right direction. Um, but Tevin Jenkins, the Bears' second-round pick, had back surgery today. Back surgery, and he will be out for a while. The only timetable the Bears gave us sometime this season hopefully hopefully <laughs> oh yeah it's the thing I, they hope to get him back this season that does not sound exactly promising i followed up and asked what does that mean early season late season it's seems like they don't know um and maybe it's based on the surgery right you know they had at that i think at the time Nagy was talking to us he hadn't had the surgery yet or maybe was in there. Sometimes a lot of times surgeries happen like first thing in the morning. So he may have may have been having the surgery like literally as Nagy was talking. But um, not good, man. Not good with a very, very key player. And uh, we had to get together to do this podcast because we got to talk about the fallout. There's a lot of it. Yeah, I, I would also say with his timeline, it's also how he re- reacts to the rehab process. Because the Bears are only yeah. at this point because... The rehab process going into it didn't work. They didn't get the the positive positive de- developments that they wanted from whatever they were trying to do. And, and this is, I mean, we went from seeing him at the first training camp practice pulling a golf cart with a rope to this. So they've tried different things. Matt Nagy said he was doing some physical things, and it just reached this point. But uh, not good for Tevin Jenkins, your second round pick. Yeah. So I mean, the timeline we got to talk about here is the you go pre draft. And Nagy at this point has now twice admitted, including this morning, that they were aware of his back issues in college. And he he, he dealt with some back issues in college. So that was on the pre-draft report. And every team 
ends up, this is all part of the process when you put together your draft board. I would uh, venture to say that probably some teams had him off the board completely. And some teams may have said, you know what, we're not willing to take a chance on this guy until like the third round or later in the second round. But the reality is, is he was still sitting there at number 39. And however, the Bears graded him out, it told them that he was in a cloud of players that still was worthy of being taken in the first round. And so they moved up to get him. Now, well, maybe like his overall grade deemed him a second round pick. You know, when they say first round grades, they don't mean sometimes that that doesn't mean they're consensus grades. Sometimes it just means individual grades from scouts and whatnot. Sure, but whatever it is, he gets to thirty nine, and they're obviously their grades are telling them that they should go get him. Go get him, yeah, because that's what they did. Um, So they go get him, and. Look, we can talk about, and Ryan Pace is going to get, he's already getting criticized. He already had been getting criticized for, uh, once again, and he's not the one who drafted Chris Williams uh, back in the day, but this is something that Bears fans are sick of hearing about, right? Um, He is the one that drafted Kevin White, and that turned out to be a thing that did not work out. So it's just another situation. I'm willing to not get hung up too much on the timeline, like they took a chance on a guy that had some issues and they obviously did not think that they'd be at this point where he's missing part of his rookie season because that's not, you don't move up to draft a guy you don't think you're going to have. as a, So obviously something happened, a setback. That's the risk you take. You make a gamble on this and sometimes you do it early in the draft Sometimes you wait till later in the draft and it turns out to be a home run like Eddie Jackson, right? Eddie Jackson had the issues and they took a chance. But obviously, when the earlier you do it, the bigger gamble it is and the more you're going to get criticized when it doesn't work out. So I, I get all that. The thing that I'm hung up on more, Johns, is that knowing all of that and knowing the risk that they were taking they said goodbye to a guy who started 93 straight games at left tackle. Like that's I, I that's the part I'm struggling with because you had this the night before you drafted Tevin Jenkins, you drafted Justin Fields. And you can't just create a left tackle problem like that when you draft the quarterback of your future. And so to me that's the thing that I I'm struggling with and I more so than the actual pick of Tevin Jenkins. Well, I think that tells you how they felt about the actual risk they were taking. They felt comfortable enough with the risk or the the red flags of the back issues for Tevin Jenkins that it was acceptable enough to part with Charles Leno Jr. Like that tells you how they felt about the risk. Now, I'm willing to give like it, it's up to you if you want to believe Matt Nagy. But he was asked if this was related today, right? Like in his exact words, let me read it, is it's something new. So this is something. He pauses. We were aware of his back issues in college, but these are symptoms that are new. So whether you believe Matt Nagy or not, I don't know. That's debatable. Coaches could be as revealing as they want to be about these things. I think us and the media are still kind of... Like that John Fox, Kevin White stuff is still fresh in our minds, and I think will be for a period of time. It's it's still Ryan Pace's regime, but I think to answer your your Charles Leno Jr. question is I think the Bears 
we're okay with the risk to release him. Now, obviously, we have the benefit of hindsight. They should not have been. But I think that's where they were, at least in their evaluation of their team at that point after the draft. And look, they were in a tough spot. They had to make a move, right? They, they had to they had to create the they cap needed cap space. space yeah and they remember they couldn't sign the rookie class until the char- until June first when the Leno release became official the, just the way the money moves right so that that was the move that had to be made to sign the rookies I get that so there was a move that had to be made but there's there were other options and the fans keep pointing to Jimmy Graham. Okay, I feel like that's been asked and answered enough that on that side of the ball, Jimmy Graham was still proven, proved to be a reliable red zone target for you last year. Looks pretty good to me right now and has been a really good weapon for Cole Komet or um, really good mentor for Cole Komet, who is still a very important part of this future. And by the way, one of my other big concerns on offense right now is basically any wide receiver that's not named Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. Okay, so when you start talking about who's catching these passes, whether it's Andy Dalton or Justin Fields, I would want to have Jimmy Graham. So to me, it's it's less about Jimmy Graham. It's you look at your roster, and if you're in that tough spot, which by the way is also very much created by this whole Robert Quinn thing, which is like a sidebar. Once again, you got Robert Quinn today talking about how he doesn't want to be an outside linebacker in a 3-4 defense. So, you know, it all co- it all comes back to that. Part, part of the reason why you're in this situation is that problem. But when I look at the whole roster, it's like, where, where, where can we create this cap space? I honestly think I would have gone with Hakeem Hicks first. Yeah, well, who's a better player than Charles Leno? Like, no yeah, question yeah. about it. My own evaluations show that. But your defense is better as a whole too. It's yeah. w- and you have Bilal Nichols up and coming. Well, this this is where the conversation gets layered, right? Like, you have to keep Akeem Hicks because you're still uncertain about Eddie Goldman, right? You can't yeah. make your strongest position now a bit weaker, right? And at that point, you had drafted Tevin Jenkins, you had drafted Larry Borum, you had spent money on Elijah Wilkinson, so. Three bodies right there in a the position. You may even like Arlington Hambright. You even may like Latavius Simmons a bit. Alex Bars showed you he played everywhere. But I'm not saying I, I know what you're saying, but I'm just like if, if you're you're going through your options here, Akeem Hicks would be one. Like like to me, you, you mentioned the guy that should have been the option number one. It's, it's extending Allen Robinson and lowering that cap hit. Yeah, like that. That's number one. Like just in terms of making this work, but I, I get things got to work both ways in negotiations. I, I understand all that, but that would have been option number one for me if I'm looking to maybe give my rookie tackle some time. Maybe I, I need to make sure this back situation is is workable <laughs> for me. Yeah. Like I would start there. Like Al Roberts is number one. That's work a good that point. out so you don't have this massive, you know franchise tag cap hit on the books for one season. You know what? That's a great point. And, and here, here's where I officially am on the Allen Robinson thing. From what I know, I think the Bears offers to Allen Robinson have been fair. And I also understand why Allen Robinson is asking for more. So it's kind of been a stalemate. 
But if you have the problem that we just described and one of the solutions is to say, all right, look, we might have to overpay here for Allen Robinson, but it allows us to keep everybody. Of all the players in the world, they have to overpay a little bit. Allen Robinson's acceptable. You know he's not going to be a problem. You know he's going to be available and be a playmaker for you. And you just drafted this quarterback that you need to always have a weapon for. Like, so, of all the situations that you might have to overpay, if it fixes your cap situation for right now and allows you to keep the left tackle and Akeem Hicks, when you know that Tevin Jenkins might have back problems, I agree with you. That That is option number one. Now, if for whatever reason, obviously they didn't feel comfortable doing that. This Allen Robinson thing, there really hasn't been much conversation or negotiations in a long, long time. Then, then I think you, you move to the other options, and that's where, uh, look, I again, I, I, by the way, Akeem Hicks looks great right now. Like when he's actually out there on the field playing, he's he looks like Akeem Hicks. But what was the biggest problem you had last year when you were losing games besides quarterback play? It was the offensive line. It was the continuity up front, the chemistry. So, so releasing the guy that was there for every game, the one like reliable piece you had, and again, I am not saying that Charles Leno Jr. is one of the best left tackles in football, but when you start 93 straight games, a left tackle in the NFL, you're pretty good. You're at least durable. You're at least durable. And... So if I have to pick between subtracting from my offensive line or defensive line, when one of Ryan Pace's strengths, actually, as general manager for a long time, has been really, really good play and depth at the defensive line. Like, I just think... And I say that fully admitting that we have actually seen this defense the last couple of years when they don't have a team Hicks, and the run defense has been worse. There's no question. But... We also saw what the offense looked like with poor offensive line play last year, and it was way worse than whatever the defense looked like without Akeem Hicks. I think you would like to see the team invest more on offense. Like it, it seems so obvious now, but especially with the Justin Fields conversation, is they've paid and, and handed out so many different lucrative contracts on defense where at least it was time to maybe shift more resources into the offensive side of the basket here. And, and look, they did that through the draft. Um, obviously, they've spent some money uh, in various ways um, offensively as well. But it would have seemed to, like if I'm ranking the, the ways of, of maybe keeping some positions of strength and giving yourself some better options and improving depth and the competitions like you, you always want to have, you know, just to use some of the words they always use and having great depth, you know, like I would have found a way to keep Charles Under Jr. I, I really would have. Um, I understand why you had to do it. But in terms of like, the if I'm ranking how I'm going to do this and keeping this that position strong or, or at least it, at least it more viable than it is right now, like yes, that's number three on my list. Allen Robinson will be number one, extending him, maybe even extending Akeem Hicks to getting that ten point something cap hit a bit lower too. Um, obviously Akeem Hicks is looking for his own new contract right now, but um, yeah, it looks we, we're we're talking. 
in this about this with the benefit of hindsight. We really are, but, um, but we talked about it at the time. I know that they they just they just had different avenues to take, and they in the one they took, I think they're paying for it right. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, and meanwhile, we need to talk about this a little bit. Akeem Hicks has been a mystery, and this was in the press conference today too. You know that something happened yesterday before practice, where he's out there, and then he gets pulled off. He doesn't practice, and the Bears provided absolutely no information. Matt Nagy again today wouldn't even touch the subject. No update was kind of, I don't know, how would you describe him about it? Terse. Ter- I think he didn't, he did not like it that it was even be you know, and defiant even, right? Yeah. I, I think Dan Weeder asked him, do you, do you understand why this is a bit odd? And he basically said yes, but still no update, you know? And so whether it's contract related or something else is going on, the good news is Akeem Hicks looks good. Yeah. And that's yeah. why Nagy, the one thing he did say is, you know, get out there, get penetration, sack the quarterback. But it kind of has been at least a little bit of a distraction. And again, I get back to Charles Leno. That guy would not be a distraction right now. Yeah. He'd be out there and you wouldn't have a left tackle problem. Well, well when you don't have detailed answers, thorough answers, it leads to speculation. So here's some speculation. Mm-hmm. Like, you and I talked about this a bit. Like, this smells like a COVID-19 protocol situation. Does it not? Like, if... if Yesterday, yes. Yesterday felt that way. Yes. If you have... Like, you have contract holdouts. You don't have contract walk-off practice after warm-ups situations, right? Like, they don't leave 
in the middle of practice and stuff like that. You know, like yeah, and the trainer's not involved. Yes, yeah. like you don't and, have and Andre Tucker was involved in whatever was going on. Right, yesterday. you don't have animated discussions with the guy who's in charge of your COVID nineteen protocols during practice, and then one of those players leave practice. Like it, so it smells like a protocol situation. But again, that's just speculation because they don't want to elaborate. And and Hicks was back today, by the way. We should mention and he looked good. He looked good. Like he's had a great camp. Mm-hmm. He continues to have a great camp after today. So uh, I, I think with us, like he hasn't spoken to the media all training camp. So again, without any information provided by the team or, or by him, you just get speculation. And by the way, that's another weird thing about this. I mean, to, to me and all the time Akeem has been here, he's never been, I mean, I've never had a problem with him. To me, he's always been willing to talk to the media. So that's just another side of this. It's not us complaining. It's just what's well, going I'm not, on. I'm actually not complaining about it at all. Like, I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm willing to give. I'm not usually one of those media members who be like, oh, I'll up in arms when a player doesn't talk. Like, especially if it's like a player like Akeem Hicks who willingly engaged with the media as much as yeah. he did in the past. Like, I'm, I'm willing to give guys, I don't want to call it passes because I, I don't think that's a a fair term to use here. Like I'm willing to give players the benefit of the doubt and the space they need. The guy has been great to the media in more instances than not. But at this point now, especially given what happened yesterday at, at Hallisaw, you would like to hear from one of your star players. Well, and that's why I, I think it's more notable and noticeable that all of a sudden it's a thing, right? Because he has been so good with the media. And it, it just, it, again, it goes back to the question, you know, what's going on with Keem Hicks? Like, we're deep enough into training camp now where that's a completely fair topic <laughs> to talk about and try to figure out. Um, and especially in the context of there were trade rumors, there were, uh, there was messages from Akeem Hicks on social media during the, like, there, like it was a possibility that Akeem Hicks was not going to be back this year and the Bears brought him back. They made a different move to create the cap space they needed, and now they have an enormous problem at left tackle because the guy they drafted had back surgery today yeah, in the middle yeah. of August. His agent, Drew Rosenhaus, has been out to two practices. You're talking about Keem? Yep. Yeah, Keem Hicks. Yeah. So, I mean, there's... At this point, yes. Not only do we, forget we, you and I and other media colleagues, I think the fans want to hear from Akeem Hicks at this point. You guys have an outstanding training camp. Players still gravitate towards him. That defensive line looks as fierce as it has been since I started covering this team. A lot of praise being heaped at Akeem Hicks's way, too, from his teammates. I, I think um, some fans, especially yesterday, want to hear from Akeem Hicks. Yeah. All right, well, the, the reality is there's been a lot of talk about how the Bears got to this point and some of the mistakes that were made, but now how do you fix it, right? This is where you are. How do you fix it? Um... Because it's a big problem. Now, they signed Jason Peters. And it sounds like tomorrow he'll finally get out there. That's been a whole COVID protocol thing, too. Because he's... Yeah, I'm, I Look, I'll just... Unvaccinated players take longer to get in the building. We all know this. The vaccinated ones can come in right away. That's just the... The that's reality the truth. That's, that. that's, that's the facts. That's as, just, as Chase Daniel would say, that's the... Uh, that's the uh, fact. That's that's just the facts. Um, so anyway, he's here. Not yet. No, he's not here. He's coming here. 
Well, I assume he's been here quarantining for a while. Yeah. And that's the facts. That's that's 100% truth. There you go. Um, but the 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 bigger question is what does he have left, right? And it just you talk to people in Philly, you read some things out of Philly last year and I think expecting Jason Peters to come in here and lock down the left tackle spot, hey, maybe it'll happen. But I, my my optimism is not very high. Let me just put no, it no, nor nor should it, should it, should it be. Yeah, look, the guy's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's had a Hall of Fame career. Great story too. Undrafted guy. Um, like check out his story. You know, from the defensive side of the ball to to finding his spot on an offense to becoming one of the best left tackles in the NFL. It's a fantastic story. But at the same time, it's um, he's thirty nine years old. He was available for a reason. And you're only in this situation because the left tackle, potential left tackle that you drafted in the second round, had back surgery today. Yeah. So <laughs> your pessimism should remain strong, not your optimism on the Bears' offensive line, especially that left tackle spot. Yeah, and like the same thing. So Elijah Wilkinson, uh, Nagy said he played well the other day. They're not. Hey, can we see like the? The offensive line, I, I've said it like in an earlier podcast, I thought they were fine against the Dolphins. Yeah, but it also they're not. It's yeah, not, I, they weren't blitz. I get it. I get it. And if you, same thing with Wilkinson is like with Peters last year in Philly, like people in Denver, they're basically like the, the Broncos shouldn't sign him or bring him back unless it's like as a backup guard. And, and basically the consensus was he can't play tackle. And when he did play tackle, he was playing right tackle. So now they're asking him to play left here. It just, it's not a very optimistic situation. I'll tell you what, perhaps the most, I'm not going to oversell this, but I kind of like how Lechavia Simmons has looked on the right side. He's a big body. He seems to be growing. He's at least young. Yeah, long and, arms. Because Jermaine Effetti, I think, should be back soon. You're not going to put him on the left side. So maybe when Fetty comes back, do you, do you at least try Simmons on the left? We saw Simmons play like the whole game the other day. Why not throw him out there? See, I mean, you're desperate at this point at left tackle. I mean, that that's one option I would take a look at. At least in practice. Yeah. Maybe they'll do that when Fetty comes back. I don't know. I'm maybe. just throwing that but out wait, there. But right? why not? I don't see why you can't do it now either, though. I mean, I think it's time to get certain guys snaps at different spots. Just to prepare yourself for, like, this could get worse. It's already bad. I mean, they were happy with how Larry Bourne was playing, but we haven't seen him since his concussion. That's alarming. When a guy reaches this long in terms of an absence with the concussion, that's not good. It's not yeah. good at all. Uh, no, it's not good. And then meanwhile, and the only reason we haven't brought this up yet is because I don't think either of us think it's a huge deal. Of course, that's always risky with the Bears, I guess. Um, but... Justin Fields did not practice today um, because he had groin soreness. Now, look, the, the good news here is he was out there. He was actually out there wearing pads before they all took the pads off. He looked like he wanted to practice. Late in practice, they were having a bucket competition where the quarterbacks were throwing balls in the buckets in front of fans. He was doing that. So this wasn't a situation where we see Tevin Jenkins out there doing nothing or Tariq Cohen doing nothing but walking around. Like, it, I, I, I think 
Justin Fields probably okay. And just the way that Matt Nagy talked about, like the plan is still for him to play Saturday against the Bills. And part of the reason why he didn't practice today is because they want to make sure it doesn't get worse so that they, they can get those valuable game reps on Saturday. Nonetheless, part of the crazy news dump this morning, oh, our second-round pick is back surgery. Our first-round pick stopped practicing today, and Larry Borum is still out, too. Those are the three, first well, then, three like, picks, Well, then, like, Nagy clarified yeah. that, like, first he, he described uh, Fields and tight end Cole Komet as being pulled back in practice. So you're thinking limited reps. Um, then he clarifies that they will not practice. Then you go out to practice, and Justin Fields is fully suited up for practice. He's lightly going through some individual drills, and then Nagy kind of calls him over for a conversation. That's the end of his individual drill work. And then he lets him play around at the end. So, yes, in terms of alarm bells, like I'm not hitting that button on Justin Fields. No. Cole Komet was out there um, celebrating the, the day Jesper Horstead had. had a, Jesper Horstead had, was like, like the best player on the field today. What a day. <laughs> what a day for Jesper. He's Jesper coming for Horstead. Cole Komet's job. Um, but yes, Roquan Smith was more active. James Daniels had returned. So there was some positive injury development. But I think this Tevin Jenkins thing just its going to hang over this team until they have their first game and you feel good about what's going on at left tackle, which may not happen at all this season. Right. And maybe this is a deeper discussion for later on because we still have plenty of time to talk about this, but... You know, it's going to create the same dynamic I think we saw last year, which is, you know, if the offensive line is struggling, is it, do you protect Justin Fields by not playing him or can he help the offensive line because of what he can do, right? And is and I also wonder, like, how much when Matt, when Matt Nagy or you says the offensive line played well, how much of that was Justin Fields moving around? You know what I mean? And it was the same dynamic last year when, Nick Foles was out there with his limited mobility with a bad offensive line. Well, then the offensive line looked a lot better later, but also Mitch was out there moving around. So that's going to be part of this discussion here going forward too, I think. I feel like it's an annual discussion covering the Chicago Bears, but here we are. Offensive line and quarterback questions. Adam, let me know if you heard all, if you've heard, seen this before. I have. Yes, multiple times. Yep. All right. Woo. No, don't care. See you Saturday, Mitch. Mitch doesn't have to care anymore. He's in Buffalo. He's got a pretty good team. He's got a pretty good team. All right. Um, Well, we wanted to get you this quick emergency podcast on today's news because it was news. Oh, by the way, Eddie Goldman did not practice today. He has a back injury, too. Like in the middle of all that, like that yes, almost you, snuck you, through. Yeah, I, yeah, I almost forgot about that. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. That was also a thing. The guy was out last year. Then he comes back. Then he gets COVID. Then he comes back. And now he's a back injury. <laughs> when it rains, it pours, Adam. So maybe you do need a Keem Hex. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue at Adam Johns. Uh, you guys, I know you got your reaction up. Our stuff up. Check it out. Yeah. The, uh, the athletic.com slash Hogan Johns, uh, all our coverage at NBC sports, as well. Check out the YouTube channel. You could be watching us right now. If you're not already subscribe, hit that, uh, bell notification button to get notified when we go live and check out our shirts, obvious shirts.com. Maybe we need to, maybe we need to bring back like the John Fox saying it's all a problem as a t-shirt. 
after this day. Hey, and, and be sure to share pictures of yourselves yes. at the game on Saturday. Get those freebies we got. We had one today at Hell, so I meant to respond to, to, to that. So I will. That counts. But, uh, we saw it today. So, um, and we had a fun caption contest because somebody took a photo of you, me, and Joniak scheming on the sidelines. And some of the captions were really fun. Yeah, I saw one of those. All right, uh, we're out of here. We will be back post-game on Saturday. Bears and Bills, cross your fingers. Justin Fields should still play. But uh, the other thing that we've learned about covering this team is you can't always always uh, get what you want. You can't always feel great about what they tell us about the injuries. So um, I think he'll be fine, but if there is a setback, maybe he won't play. Anyway, we'll break it all down. Regardless, maybe it'll be the Mitch Trubisky show on Saturday. Oh, boy. Talk to you then. Yeah. No, don't care.